0: Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. It is indeed what Christmas is all about, is it not? You may or may not know, and just yesterday at church, we spent some time in Luke chapter 2, but that's the verse, the section of Scripture that Linus quotes for Charlie when Charlie asks, does anyone know what Christmas is all about? As you look at our world, as you travel through society, as you shop, as you go from various store to store, as you prepare for December 25th, have you ever thought or asked that question? Is there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Is there anyone who really knows? Is there anyone who really understands? And let's just say, of all the people in the world, of all the people across society, of all the population on the earth, we ought to be the people who know what Christmas is all about. We ought to be the people Who know what it means. We ought to be the ones who understand the true meaning of Christmas. Tonight, very briefly, I want to talk to you about the gift of Christmas. You think about a movie like Charlie Brown, or you think about a Christmas play like we've done recently with our kids, and they have parts to play. And while Luke chapter 2 is a true story, it's not a play, it's not an act, it's not a fairy tale, it's indeed a true story. I want us to look tonight at the characters in this story. Well, I, I want us to maybe take a step back, and while we know it's not a play and we, we know that someone didn't just write it for our entertainment, it's the story of the birth of Christ, I, I want us to take a step back and I want us to look at the characters of Christmas. The different characters that surround the birth of Christ. The, the people that, that while Christ is in the manger, the people that, that surround him, the people that are around this story. And I want us to understand before we finish tonight that, that everyone has a part to play. That everyone has a part to play in the drama of Christmas, in the story of Christmas unfolding, in what God is doing in the lives of, of mankind even today, that you have a part to play and I have a part to play. And if Luke 2 teaches us anything about the birth of Christ, it is that his birth wasn't just something that happened without any consequence or ramification. It is indeed something that happened that has eternal consequences and ongoing ramifications. And so, think about the characters of Christmas. Think about Mary and Joseph. Could you imagine, put yourself in their shoes. Could you imagine being Mary, a teenage girl who'd never been with a man? Who discovered that while she's engaged, while she's promised to another man... She's going to have a baby. She's visited by an angel. And the angel says, don't be afraid. You are going to give birth to the Son of God. See, we've heard the story so much that the shock and wonder of that statement doesn't really grab us anymore. But imagine if that were you. Would you be shocked? What would you do? What would you tell people? Imagine being Joseph in this girl that you're engaged to, you're promised, you're betrothed, y'all are going to be married. And she says, by the way, I'm pregnant. And then an angel appears to you and says, indeed, this child that Mary is carrying is the Son of God. This is something supernatural, amazing, and wonderful. And the Bible says Joseph did not know her until after she delivered the baby Jesus. What a Miraculous story. Could you imagine? They, they heard these simple instructions and they obeyed. God entrusted the sacred Son of God to be born of the Virgin Mary. They had a wonderful part to play in the greatest story ever told. I think about Mary and Joseph, but think about the angels. Some of my favorite characters in Luke chapter 2 are the angels who proclaim, announce the birth of the Messiah. They had the amazing privilege of saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased. Peace to those upon whom His favor rests. The angels, their job is to proclaim the message of God. you know, angel simply means Messenger. They are messengers. They carry the message that God would have them to carry. They say what God tells them to say. They go where God tells them to go. They do what God tells them to do. The angels proclaim the birth of Christ. Have you ever wondered, like, wouldn't it be cool to be an angel? To just appear in the night sky, shining brightly, scaring anyone you want Showing up at the most inopportune times. Hey, Jesus is going to be born. Gotcha, you know. Imagine the angels who get to proclaim the birth of the Savior. Absolutely. You see Mary and Joseph, you see the angels. What about the shepherds? The shepherds. They're, they're the ones that get scared By the angels. The angels appear above them and proclaim to them this great miraculous news. They heeded the message. They hurried to the manger. They heralded the Messiah and they honored the Master. That's what the shepherds did. As you read the story of the shepherds, we saw this yesterday, church Sunday morning. The shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened that the Lord has made known to us. There's no arguing, there's no fussing, there's no fighting, there's no doubting, there's no hesitation. They obeyed the message. What I love about the shepherds is this they are simply believing what they've heard, they believe the message. In in our world today, we have a world full of doubt, we have a world full of questions, we have a, a world full of hesitations, we have a world full of skepticism, but here you see the shepherds simply believing and obeying what they have heard. Wouldn't it do well for us to respond in that way to the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ? You know, in Matthew chapter 2, there's another character. We don't see him here in Luke 2. But in Matthew chapter 2, there's a character named Herod. Herod is the leader of the day. He's like the governor. He's in charge. He's he's the one that's supposed to keep the peace for Rome to make sure that that everything goes according to plan. There were many Herods throughout that day. Here's the guy in charge. But you know what happened? Later on, when the wise men come, they're seeking the king. They want to find this baby. They've seen the star from the east. They want to come. They want to worship this baby. They bring gold, they bring frankincense, they bring myrrh. And the Bible tells us in Matthew 2: Herod did everything possible to make sure the message of Christ would not last. Herod was threatened by Christmas, he was threatened by the baby. He was threatened by the Messiah, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Herod decided that that every child under the age of two must die so that he might extinguish any opportunity for another king or another leader to rise. He did everything that he could do to extinguish Christmas. But he was unsuccessful. You know, even today there are... Those in our world who do everything they can to oppose the message of the gospel, the message of Christmas, or the story of Scripture. Herod. Then, the wise men. The wise men traveled from a great distance to find the Messiah. I preached through the book of Daniel about a year or so ago. And from Daniel, we learned that the wise men who found Jesus most likely learned about the star and about the Bible and about the coming Messiah from Daniel. Daniel, who was a wise man himself in the Babylonian kingdom. And so here the wise men are studying and they see this star and they're amazed it announces the arrival of the Messiah and they begin this long journey you you do know now I don't want to I don't want to cause any problems at your house you set up your nativity scene however you want okay you can do whatever you, if you want, if you want the camel hanging out right next to Mary, that's fine. If you want the sheep in the manger, I'm cool with that. Whatever you want to do. But you do know the wise men really belong on the other side of the room. You know that, right? They weren't there the night of his birth. But if you buy the set and you want the wise men there, it is okay. All right. You're not a bunch of heretics for doing that. Okay. I want you to know it's all right. But you can, as you read the Bible, you can understand the wise men came. Jesus was no longer an infant. He was no longer in Bethlehem. He was no longer in the manger. And they come and they bring gifts. They bring gold. They bring frankincense. and They bring myrrh. They bring these because they know that a, not just a child has been born, not just a son has been given, but a king has come. Look at this now, what do they bring? They bring gold, they bring frankincense, and they bring myrrh for His royalty, for His deity, for His humanity, for Jesus Christ, the one who rules, the one who represents, the one who redeems. Look at that. They knew exactly what they were doing. They're not coming just to somebody's birthday party. They're coming to announce the arrival, and to worship the King of kings, the Lord of lords. I think in every one of these characters, somewhere along the way, we might find ourselves. Maybe at times you felt like Mary and Joseph. Maybe not quite to that extent, but you've said, God, I don't understand your plan. This is not what I had planned. I'm not sure what you're doing, but I'm going to trust you anyway. Maybe. Maybe there have been moments in your life, like the angels, that that you knew it was your job to proclaim the message of the gospel and you were going to do everything that you could to proclaim the message of Christ and let everyone know how Jesus has changed your life. Maybe like the shepherds, you can see in your life there've been moments and times where when God said go you went and when he said speak you spoke and when he said obey you obeyed. Wouldn't it be that wouldn't it be great if that was just a, all of our stories? I'm like that. I obey all the time. The reality is we're far too stubborn for that. Maybe like Herod we find ourselves from time to time rejecting the plan and the purpose of God not surrendering to His will, and if we're not careful, opposing the work of Christ in our lives and in the world. Or could we be like the wise men who understand the significance of what God is doing in time and throughout eternity and say, He is King. I've come to worship Him. Oh, this is the gift of Christmas, that in each and every story, in each and every circumstance, in each and every character, we can discover a little bit about ourselves. And while there are so many characters that surround the child in the manger, you and I understand the most important character of all is the child, Christ. It's the only birth in history that has separated time, B.C. and A.D. The only time when God became man, when the Son of God became the Son of Man, when Christ came to save us, what an incredible gift. I can remember when I was a little boy, one of my favorite toys was a small car. It was much bigger than a matchbox car. But it wasn't remote control. It was probably less than a foot in length. It was made of metal. It was the General Lee. Do you remember? Dukes of Hazzard, the General Lee. And and one year, I think I had a plastic version. And what I asked mom and dad for the next year was I wanted another General Lee. They said, you've already got one. I said, that's okay. I want another one. And so I played with that one so much. They got me another one for Christmas. And I can remember, gosh, I was probably six years old maybe seven. And I can remember hearing something at church or maybe something in children's church about how at Christmas time we ought to give our best to God. And so I remember thinking, God, and I remember praying, if you get me another General Lee, I will give you the General Lee that I have now. I remember thinking that. I really do. And that morning at Christmas, I remember opening this brand new made of metal, General Lee. And then literally, as a six or seven year old little boy, I took my old one and I got down on my knees and I prayed. I didn't pray out loud. Nobody was around me, but I prayed. And I prayed. I said, God, now I'm giving this to you. And I promise, as a six- or seven-year-old little boy, when I closed my eyes and prayed, when I opened my eyes, I fully expected the car in front of me to be gone. I really did. In fact, I can remember, this is childlike faith, like I can remember when I opened my eyes, I was shocked to see it still there. I was like, hey, don't you want one too, you know? And I can remember... How I felt then, how important it was for me, not just to receive, but to give. But the reality is, there's nothing that we can give God that is greater than what He's already given us. He has given everything we could ever imagine, and so much more. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, don't get on to me because I know what some of you are thinking. My six- or seven-year-old mind, yeah, you gave him the old one, not the new one. I know. I know that's what some of you are thinking. And I did. I understand. But the reality is if God has given his best for you, if God gave his very best for me, we ought to give our very best in return. The gift of Christmas, the gift of Christmas is that God sent His one and only Son. And He loved each and every one of us so much that this one and only Son, unique and perfect, lived a sinless life, died a death on the cross that you deserved and I deserved, was buried in a borrowed tomb, rose again on the third day, ascended to heaven, and is now at the right hand of God the Father. The reason Jesus came was so much more than trees and presents and lights and decorations. It was so that you and I might experience hope and salvation. The Bible says, a people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. That those who are covered up by their sin or burdened by their mistakes or failures can be set free by the power and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is what Christmas is all about. Luke chapter 2 reveals to us the characters of Christmas and the greatest gift that we could ever receive, the gift of salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ.